Welcome back to another Indie Ball Nation Daily Recap. We have big news stories in just about every Indie League, so we're going to hop right on into it today. We'll start with the Atlantic League, where we had the first no-hitter in a very long time in the league. In fact, for the Long Island Ducks, it was the only the second or 23-year history, and the first since 2001. That's right, it was the big man, Rob Stock, who, great signing. I think we all knew that was going to be a great signing when it happened. It's such a Long Island thing to do. It was just casual mid-season pickup on a... a an arm like Rob Stock. That's just really impressive work. But this is nothing new. We don't need to beat that point to death because we already have in the past. Um, but yeah, I mean, not much to say on it. It was if a if a no hitter could be boring, it was kind of a boring no hitter. Uh, just three walks, a hit by pitch, and boom, history. Rob Stock gets it done for Long Island Ducks, no hitting the Southern Maryland Blue Crabs in a four to nothing win. That's uh, very interesting to watch. It, it kind of snuck up on me too. If Most fell asleep last night, woke up to a a no hitter alert. So that's fascinating to see. I. I binge-watched most of it, at least the, uh, the halves of the inning where he was on the bump, and he looked great. Just uh, If he can have a typical Rob Stock start, which includes a no-hitter, that's what it was. It was, uh, uh, you know, it, it feels weird to say that. I mean, didn't strike out a ton of guys. He just got it done and pumped through it. Um, around the league, though, we had another big series. We had High Point and Gastonia, which has really become quite a rivalry now. I mean, going back to the playoff series last year, going back to uh, essentially what was a first-half playoff game, a one-game playoff to end the first half this year. Uh, so, a lot of eyes on this game. The Rockers entered having won four straight, including a weekend sweep of Lexington. Gastonia entered the series after taking two of three from Staten Island. Uh, they ha- were a half game behind High Point uh, with a 5-2 and two record entering uh, this series. Now, these two teams, they ended up trading two runs apiece in the first before Pedro Gonzalez's solo shot put Gastonia ahead 2-1 to one in the second inning. High Point would answer back with two more in the third to retake the early lead, and that lead was going to hold into the bottom of the sixth when David Washington's solo homer combined with RBI singles from Johnny Turbo and Kevin Santa, which, by the way, a Turbo and Santa RBI contribution feels like a video game, not any ball, but we'll take it for now. Uh, so Turbo and Santa RBI singles gave the Honey Hunters a 6-4 to four lead on their way to a 6-5 to five win and now a half-game lead in the South's second half. Despite the loss, I'm really impressed by the quality of pitching, by the way, for High Point. Like, I'm just looking through. Um, yeah, I mean, you miss it. I mean, Janice, Rhodes, uh, Guerrieri, and Ross. I mean, those are four great arms. And if you're a guest, you got to feel great getting that win against them. But, uh, boy, High Point. <laughs> that, is, that is a quite the team right now. Um, moving along, we got York at Charleston. Uh, there really weren't any attention grabbers across the league, so we'll go through quick. Uh, Revolution, Dirty Birds got rained out. They'll play a daytime doubleheader starting at noon today, so this will be... Yeah, probably already started by the time this is posted. Uh, Spire City, Ghost Town, Staten Island. Uh, Spire City, they I mean, they made their way up to Staten Island after a four-game series split with Lancaster. Furry Hawks just dropped two of three to Gastonia and five of six overall here. Um, Spire City, I mean, they pumped Staten Island for 10 in the first, five in the second, and then they just walked to the end there, 15-0 win. Max Povesy, Nate Pedden, and Brendan Maduro. Uh, he got a save, by the way, Maduro. They combined for 12 Ks, but he got that, that weird save where it's technically a save because it was three innings of work at the end of the game, even though it was a 15-run lead. But, hey, count it. Pad that stat line, baby. Uh, last, we got Lexington at Lancaster. Lexington, uh, they just had that sweep with high point. Um, they've dropped six of their last seven. Lancaster entered with a slim lead atop the North Division in the second half's early going. Lancaster jumped on Lexington early for a five-run first on their way to a 9-3 to win. Uh, Lakine, he has a great solid outing. It's how he does things. He improves to 5-2 and two on the year. Let's hop to the Frontier League, where the big story 
uh, is league resident Eric Krupa is stepping down effective immediately from the press release. Uh, the Frontier League announced today that President Eric Krupa will be stepping down from the, his post effective immediately to accept the position of chief operating chief operating officer with Ryan Sanders Baseball, which operates the Round Rock Express and is also co-owner of the San Antonio Missions. That's obviously a big story. Uh, it's interesting to see that as an effective immediately move, and they don't have anyone lined up. Um, you know, real transition period. Who knows how long ago they knew about this, but it does feel like, you know, uh, when there's no, when there does not seem to be much uh, leeway in that kind of thing and uh, lead time on that, it, you wonder <laughs> how that split went and uh, how amicable things were, regardless of what is said uh, openly. So it does, it's a bit of a head scratcher. Uh, I mean, cards on the table, I felt the Frontier League is probably underachieving. Um, I have not been impressed, and I don't think many people have been impressed with the way that league's operating. They were really in a spot where they were catching up to the American Association and, by extension, starting to catch up toward where the Atlantic League was, at least in people's view of legitimacy of leagues. And, um, you know, and that's despite the roster limitations they have going on there. But uh, the way Empire State's been handled, going travel team two years in a row is embarrassing, no matter how you cut it. Um, doesn't matter if Mark Mason's managing. It's, and by the way, it's not shade to the guys. I mean, they got some good players in there. I was looking at DeSarcina doing work, and uh, again, Mark Mason in the dugout there. But, I mean, come on. Uh, you can't have a travel team going on right now. You're one of the top indie leagues out there. Uh, you're supposed to be a legitimate option for somebody uh, who has an actual shot to get back to the show or get up to the show sometimes. So that's not really helping anybody. Um, you know, and then consistency because you see teams like New Jersey, you have a bunch of guys with some – MLB experience or MLB near level talent. And it's just strange to see. Um, further, uh, speaking of New Jersey, that whole debacle that's been under his watch. I, it just, there's a lot going on. That's not good. Uh, there's a few markets that are really underachieving in that league. So uh, we'll see if we get some fresh ideas coming in there um, of the four big indie leagues. I'd probably say that the executive level of that league has probably been power ranked third out of four for quite a while. Um, and that's mostly because the Atlantic league, cannot go a single day without punching themselves in their own nuts. So, um, yeah, there you go on that one. So it is a big news story. I don't think it's, uh, you know, a deal breaker for them, but it is, you know, it raises an eyebrow or two. Hopefully they get a good replacement in there. Uh, Sussex County, though, they enter, they go to take on Quebec. They enter having lost two straight and six out of eight. Um, in their two games out of the last playoff spot, Quebec entered the week two games behind New Jersey in the East and one game above the cut line uh, for the playoffs, having won seven in a row. Quebec jumped out early on Sussex uh, with a 3-0 lead after two innings thanks to Justin Gideon and Brian Leaf homers. Quebec would stretch their lead to 6-1 to one in the fifth when Ryan, uh, when Kyle Crowell really broke it open with a two-run bomb. Uh, in the end, a late three-run homer from uh, Juan Santana. Uh, it would not be enough for Sussex as they fall 8-4. to four. Gideon enjoyed a four-hit day, by the way, for Quebec, in addition to that home run that we mentioned earlier. Um, on the mound, Stephen Fuentes improves to 6-0, tossing six innings, a one-run, five-hit ball. You'd love that for him, absolutely getting out there and going off. Uh, rain out in Ottawa. They're going to play two tonight. Uh, Tri-City and Ottawa will. Uh, Gateway at New York, though, they did get their game in. The Boulders were playing, which is, by the way, an accomplishment, because if you were paying attention, they could barely get a game in. The Boulders could with uh, New Jersey when they were down in Patterson, so... Hitting games is good for the Boulders right now. I think they played just their fourth game in nine days uh, with the All-Star break and postponements, breaking things up. Uh, anyway, Gateway, they were coming off a sweep of Empire State, and they were the winners of four straight. Garrett Cooper went out for the Boulders last night and delivered six shutout innings of two-hit ball. That'll work. Uh, he was boosted. They were boosted, the whole team, really, because the bullpen also showed up and got it done. Uh, boosted by a five-run third inning. 
New York takes home a 5-1 to win. Thomas Walraven and Joe DeLuca both homer, headlining things offensively for New York. Tucker Nathans also contributed a three-hit night. Uh, the Boulders, they're now just a half game out of the playoffs. Keep an eye on that one. Gateway still leads the West Division uh, by, I believe, four games now. Uh, Schaumburg at Joliet. Schaumburg was the team trailing those Gateway Grizzlies by four in the West, uh, but they had just lost two against New Jersey. Meanwhile, Joliet had dropped a series to Trois-Rivières over the weekend. You want that to not be happening if you're the Slammers. <laughs> they got to turn that thing around quick. Um, Aaron Glickstein and Cole Hook, they traded seven inning shutouts. Really great pitchers doing this one. Uh, that would lead us an extra scoreless. Finally, in the bottom of the 11th inning, it was Phillips steering, driving, see what I did, in the game's only run for a Joliet walk-off. Tyler J looked great. Three hitless innings of relief. Nasty. Uh, moving along, we got Lake Erie at Evansville. Lake Erie had just lost 2 of 3 to Ottawa. That's a bad look. Evansville entered having dropped 2 of 3 against Tri-City. Understandable. Three late runs put Evansville over the top for a 6-4 to win. Kona Quiggle and Jeffrey Baez. We don't talk about how good a name Kona Quiggle is, by the way. We don't talk about that, and we should. It's a great name. Kona Quiggle and Jeffrey Baez, they both homer for the Otters. The Otters' bullpen covered three and two-thirds innings, allowing just a single inherited run to score. That will work. You like to see it if you're Evansville. Florence at New Jersey. New Jersey entered at the top of the East Division despite their Monday loss to New York. Y'alls entered as cold as could be. I mean, they lost 11 straight. They did just take two out of three over the weekend. So uh, before this one, also New Jersey added Philip Irvin to the seven-day injured list. I think it's his second injured list stint of the year. That hurts. He is batting 327, 437, 510 because he's Philip Irvin and he's nasty. Florence kept the recent momentum going, knocking off New Jersey, dropped seven early runs on the way to a 9-7 win. Ray Zuber, he hit a grand slam for the Yalls in a 5-RBI night. That would be huge because they would need it because for New Jersey, uh, Keon Barnum, Marte, and Rio all homered in the loss. Let's look ahead. We got Trois-Rivières at Washington going on. Trois-Rivières took two out of three from Joliet over the weekend, where I mentioned that one. Washington had dropped those two out of three against Florence. That is a very bad look. You hate to lose. Go against a team who had lost 11 straight, and you lose two out of three. Tough one. That's tough to sell. Uh, Trois-Rivières, they started strong, working a run across in the second inning, but Washington would answer with one in the third, one in the fourth, two in the fifth, and wait, there's more. A Wagner-Lagrange solo home run. The sixth caps the scoring in a 5-1 to one win. Dario Frigio, he delivered seven strong innings with zero strikeouts. Go to therapy, dude. How do you even do things like that? That's That sounds awful. Though, strikeouts, not very democratic, so I do appreciate that. Empire State at the Windy City uh, Thunderbolts. Uh, Empire State entered lost, losing eight in a row. Windy City had won both their games in Sussex over the weekend. Um or they split those? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. These two teams are out of the playoffs, let's be honest. Um, no, when you see it's not that far out. That's not fair. They have a shot. I'm just going to convince myself they have a shot here. All right, I'm done. I convinced myself. Taylor Sugg and Joseph Lafuria, uh, Lafiora. <laughs> Lafiora. This has been great. This is a very Empire State-like effort. Showing up, trying our best, but it's a little rough. But they were both dealing through seven. Windy City would finally get to Lafiora in the seventh inning. I nailed it that time, by the way. Uh, on their way to a one nothing win. How about a pitcher's duel, man? Empire State has some of those, and they feel like they lose every single one. That sucks, man. That's brutal. And that team, man, they have moments. They just can't get there. Um, we, we're talking about the news stories. I mean, the big one, the American was the All-Star game last night. Don't really have a good box score breakdown of it. I think All-Star game, you know, breakdowns are a little bit over. Uh, I, I think it's a good place to scout people if you're getting data, but, I mean, who's going to over, you know, don't overanalyze one at bat of a pitcher against a hitter, I guess. Uh, East Division wins 4-2. to two. Brian Torres wins the All-Star Game MVP. Two hits, one run in RBI. Dude, I think, played the whole game. This league loves that guy. 
And they should. I mean, he's slashing 355, 452, 472, 147 OPS plus on pace for like a four-war season. That's gross. He doesn't have a lot of power, too, and he's still getting that done. So good for him. If you're wondering why he's still here, it's because he doesn't have a lot of power, by the way. Spoiler. Um, let's hop to the Pioneer League. Why don't we? Uh, big series. Big series, and it was a good one, man. First half champs meeting in Missoula. They deliver a banger. Banger in Montana, baby. The Paddleheads entered after taking five of six from Great Falls. Ogden arrived having won four of six against Rocky Mountain. Uh, Five-run fourth inning capped by an Austin Bernard two-run bomb gave Missoula a four-to-one lead. After trading two runs apiece in the seventh, Ogden was coming back swinging. Uh, 7-3 deficit going into the eighth inning. Two runs in the eighth, two runs in the ninth. That'll fix that. 7-7 tied up going to a knockout round. And Missoula wins anyway. Tough scene. Reese, Ale- uh, Reese Alexiades and Logan Williams homered in the Ogden loss. Alexiades, he now leads the league with 16 home runs for Ogden. Rocky Mountain vibes in Northern Colorado Owls. Uh, Northern Colorado welcomes Rocky Mountain after the Owls split a six-game set with Grand Junction. They did the weird way. Three and three. I think they lost the first three, won the next three. Okay. Uh, Rocky Mountain jumped on NOCA with four runs in the first and a three-run Stephen Wilmer homer in the second. However, the Owls would chip away. Managing to rally to tie it at seven with two outs in the ninth. I think they had two early strikeouts to open that inning, and they came back and managed to score the tying run. So that's nicely done by NoCo. And unlike Ogden, Northern Colorado managed to complete that comeback in the knockout round, getting the win over Rocky Mountain. That's a big one for Northern Colorado, trying to stay competitive in that south. Uh, Billings at Glacier. Billings looked to bounce back after dropping 5-06 to Boise last week. You can't do that. Meanwhile, Glacier is gross, red hot. Uh, having that, I mean, they swept a six-game set against Idaho Falls, which, whatever. Yeah, I get it. But still, I mean, not many people are sweeping Idaho Falls for six in a row. Uh, they've won nine straight and 11 of 12 go off then. Billings, they opened up a 3 nothing lead, thanks in part to a Mitch Morales solo home run. But Glacier's been hot for a reason. They settle in. They ride their own solo home runs from Benjamin Fitzgerald, Mason Dennison, and Kingston Liniac. Kingston's a great name. We'll talk about that one maybe another time. Uh, they ride that 5-3 win, 10th in a row. Boom. You know you love it. When you see that L10 column and you've got a 10-0, oh, gross. I think they're still behind Missoula. That's horrifying. Missoula's absolutely insane. Um, Great Falls Voyagers at Boise Hawks. Not much to say. Great Falls enjoyed multi-hit games for more than half their starting lineup on the way to an 8-6 win over Boise. Grand Junction Jackalopes at Idaho Falls. That's going to be a weird one. Finally, big night for the Farmers' Wives because it was a swingers party in Idaho Falls. Grand Junction scatters 20 runs into the first, third, fifth, and ninth innings, outscoring the Chuckers 20-13. to 13. That's a ball game, and that's a horrifying swingers party joke from me. I'm going to keep it in there. Too bad. Moving on to the Empire League, not much to say. We got Plattsburgh at Tupper Lake. Tupper Lake beats, uh, beats them 10-3. to 3. Uh, Gabriel Tappy, I'm just saying, uh, he looked good. Five innings of relief. Um, I think it was in relief. Their box was a trash in the Empire League, but uh, five innings, good work, by the way. That's what we're saying. Clinching the top spot in the division for Tupper Lake. Don't think it means much. I think at least, I don't know, definitely clinch the playoff spot unless all of them make it. Or I think four of the five make it. So Empire League, what are we doing, baby? Um, Japan, Saranac Lake, Saranac Lake Surge, they beat Japan Islanders 4-3. to three. Nothing to add there. Uh, Pecos League, let's get weird. Wrap it up. Tucson at Roswell. Tucson stays hot, putting up four tutties on Roswell, winning 28-9. Steve Joyner and Brock even both homer for the Saguaros. That'll help. Jordan and Medina goes a casual 6-8, for eight, as you do in the Pecos. Blackwell at Alpine, they played two. Uh, Alpine, they they got them both times. Um, Braden, oh, buddy, I'm going to try it. I want to say Hirai, but it could be Hirai. If it's Hirai, that's kind of 
kind of fresh actually, but I think it's Hirai. No hate on that. Tosses seven strong innings. Alpine beats Blackwell 10 to 2 in game one, and they hold off Blackwell in a late push in game two. I think they put up, uh, Blackwell put up five in the top of the seventh, uh, but they do fall nine to five in that one. So Alpine sweeps the doubleheader. Santa Fe Fuego at Trinidad. Uh, Parker de Pasquale. Omar Ortiz and Rafael Ramirez all homer in a 14-10 Santa Fe win over Trinidad. Austin Weirdos at Garden City. Austin drops their how many? 26 straight. Could you be more disgusting? Getting shut out 8-0 by Garden City. Hey, you kept it sort of close. Nicely done, Austin. Uh, Tommy Castro tosses seven shutty, allowing uh, two hits and seven strikeouts. Um, we'll talk about Austin at some point. Good God. We're going to have to have like a, a full meeting video about that one. Um, Martinez Sturgeon and San Rafael, San Rafael Pacifics win on a Tyler Georgeson walk-off single in a 14-13 game football scores, Poppy. Um, that featured multiple lead changes. That was actually a banger. And then the game ended in eight innings because the Pecos, what are we doing? Uh, Lancaster and Bakersfield, Kyle Jenkins, six RBI night where that was enough to lead Lancaster over Bakersfield, 18-10, despite Lancaster allowing five homers and not hitting any. Sure. Be weird. Uh, finally, Vallejo at Dublin. Sean Jackson strikes out 11 as Vallejo wins 12-7, handing Dublin their 18th straight loss, begging you. Pecos League, eyes. Pecos League, eyes. Cut the league down. Less less teams. You have such terrible teams. Cut it. Make it 12. Y- you'll thank me. Six in divisions, fine. Get rid of the 50 worst players, and you're going to have some actual teams out there, and you're going to avoid this situation. I know you're tempted. You want to grow. You think it's legitimacy. It's not. Please, I'm begging you. Don't do it. Because what's not legitimate is Dublin and, oh, God, whatever's going on in Austin, getting pumped for 10 to 20 runs a night and losing. What are we doing? Beyond that, I'm Ryan from my LPB. No, Indie Ball Nation. What, what's my brand anymore? Indie Ball Nation? Yeah, that works. Check it out. Um, Indie Ball Nation YouTube. Subscribe if you'd like. I don't know if I would. Um, follow it on Instagram, Twitter, whatever else the case may be. Got a good video up, YouTube exclusive, of uh, Nick and I on Indie Ball. Uh, after Indie Ball Report, we hung around and took 15 minutes to try to rank every recent uh, Indie Ball rebrand slash new brand. And uh, it was a good time. We did not get it done in 15, but we came close. Um, let us know if you agree or disagree. Until then, I'm Ryan from Indie Ball Nation. Got to put that in the notes from now on. Y'all have a good one. I may not have a life, but I love what I got. A four by four and a good fishing spot. I hope this time my card won't decline.